All right, I am doing stall psychopharmacology chapter eight, mood stabilization. Just a quick little thing. Um, I like how stall is just, again, like we don't know how it works. And of course, it seems like the mother of all mood stabilizers is going to be <clears throat> lithium. So uh, mood stabilization, so we have bipolar one, which is a fully evolved mania and depression with um, full episodes of mania. And bipolar two is a milder form of mood elevation, but has usually had presented as depression a few times at least. Um, uh, presentation of bipolar usually comes between your 20s and 30s. And we have, so um, the, the difficult part about using lithium is finding that therapeutic level, which is between 0.6 and 1.0 millimoles per liter. Uh, 1.5 is considered a toxic level with 2.0 plasma levels being very toxic. Um, Dr. Cummings recommended 900 milligrams at night to start and then obtaining a plasma level between five and seven days and titrating from there. Um, if you do have, uh, I mean, we know lithium is an ion, but they don't know the mechanism of action. Um, another side effect is it causes you to pee, it increases your urination by 20%, and therefore it can increase your thirst up to 20%. Because of the long trough for lithium, it does take a while to find that therapeutic level. Um, bipolar in general is from overactivation or underactivation of the limbic system um, that they think is linked to the biological clock or the pacemakers in the optic chiasm and the super optic nucleus. And they think that this um, kind of separation of these two pacemaker clocks is what's related to the overactivation and underactivation of the limbic system. Uh, disturbed sleep can be actually be a catalyst for um, four bipolar episodes so the genetic markers for those they have found genetic markers for bipolar and they um there's over a hundred and they overlap in part with schizophrenia lithium was the first mood stab stabilizer invented in the 19th century kind of by accident it was used in health spas and just find it had it had sedentary or like sedation like qualities Lithium is also contraindicated with psoriasis or cystic acne because of, because of its increased oil secretion. Um, it's also contraindicated if your GFR is less than 50. Um, Anticonvulsants for mood stabilization, there's carb carbamazepine or tigretol. Um, it can be toxic to bone marrow. So you also have to test white cells, red cells, platelets, and those kinds of issues. Um, Dr. Cummings also talked about valproic acid, which I guess is very effective. It's, it's um, very active for rapid cycling and more than four episodes per year. And um, as an adjunct drug for lithium, again, this is, they don't know the mechanism of action. Uh, it can be an anti-seizure drug. Um, interestingly enough, though, valproic acid is absolutely contraindicated in women of childbearing age. It can um, bring on the onset of polycystic ovarian syndrome. It uh, can cause neural tube defects should the woman become pregnant. Um, and it can cause like hirsutism and, and weight gain. So those are things that you wanna watch with women. Although it still is very effective and I think it's a top-down treatment for, so if somebody is in, is having a manic episode. 
um, some of the stuff I highlighted in the actual stall book is just to go over um, anti-convulsants as mood stabilizers. Um, they think that they work one of three ways by inhibiting, inhibiting voltage-sensitive sodium channels or boosting the actions of neurotransmitters and regulating downstream signal transduction cascades. Um, let's see, we have, I mean, so if you go into that a little bit more, if less sodium, in the, if, if it's the VSSC, the, the sodium channels, then if less sodium is able to pass into neurons, this can lead to diminished release of glutamate and therefore less excitatory neurotransmission. But this is only a theory. I think Stahl says that throughout this book. There are additional effects of valproate on other voltage-sensitive ion channels. Um, like I said, it, the valproic acid can cause hair loss, weight gain, and sedation. And it also has warnings for liver and pancreatic effects. I believe it's a CYP450 um, uh, enzyme that helps digest it. So something to watch out for. So another, okay, so uh, let's see. Another idea is that valproate enhances the actions of GABA, which is, of course, um, inhibitory in, and it increases its release and decreases its reuptake. Or they think it might slow its me metabolic inactivation. Um, they, the direct site of action of valproate that causes the enhancement of GABA remains unknown. But there is good evidence that the downstream effects of valproate ultimately do result in more GABA activity. So, thus being inhibitory. Um, finally, a number of downstream actions on complex signal transduction cascades have been described in recent years. And this includes, in the uh, it may inhibit GSK3, and other downstream sites, sites such as the C kinase, the um, block, blockade of the phosphokinase C, PKC, and marks, which is myristolateral alanine-rich C kinase substrate. Um, it's just really effective in the acute manic phase of bipolar disorder and is commonly used long-term to prevent recurrences of mania. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk about carmazepine. Carmazepine uh, is the first anticonvulsant to be shown effective in the manic phase of bipolar. Um, they think it also is, acts on the blocking of the voltage-sensitive sodium channels, the VSSCs, and perhaps at a site within the channel itself, also known as the subunit of a VSCC. Um, Carbazepine has a different side effect profile than valproate, including suppressant effects upon the bone marrow requiring initial monitoring of blood counts and notably induction of cytochrome P450 enzymes. Um, next, we'll talk about lamotrigine. It's, um, it's for treatment from below. So you have a depressed patient. Um, it's a proved mood stabilizer to prevent recurrence of mania and depression. Um, it's not FDA approved for its use in bipolar depression yet it's become increasingly used. It may not have done well in clinical trials, but it does well, or no, it does well in clinical trials, but not from evidence derived in clinical practice. Um, it's generally well tolerated for an anticonvulsant, except for its propensity to cause rashes. And this is that Steven Johnson syndrome um, that it can be um, fatal. So they recommend increasing the dosing um, in small increments. Uh, the oxycarbazepine and the Aliska carbazamine hasn't really been shown to be effective in bipolar disorder. 
Um, and, and Cummings said that too in his podcast. Topiramate is another compound approved as an anticonvulsant for migraines and recently in combination with bupropion for weight loss. Um, it's maybe good for, uh, for someone that has a uh, or comorbidity of addiction. It enhances the GABA function and reduces glutamate function by interfering with both sodium and calcium channels. Um, the only calcium channel blocker that's men mentioned is dihydropyridine uh, that may be useful for some patients with bipolar. Um, then we went into atypical antipsychotics as mood stabilizers, just not just for psychotic mania. So, you know, any antipsychotic is going to have and you know uh, inhibitory stuff. This is this happens to be a D two antagonist actions. Um, Benzodiazepines can be used as adjunct therapy, but cannot be used long-term because of their addictive qualities, but they can be used by skilled practitioners to bring someone immediately down from mania, especially when we're waiting for things like lithium and valproic acid to start working. Um, hormones and natural products. Well, actually, let's go to modafinil and armodafinil. These are... Um, they're sometimes classified as stimulants, but known to be blockers of the dopamine transporter, DAT. Um, so that could decrease the dopamine in maybe a manic phase. Hormones and natural products, they mention omega-3 fatty acids, have been proposed as mood stabilizers or as natural products. They may boost the actions of proven mood stabilizers with very few side effects. These are inocytol, um, it's linked to second messengery systems. Um, and antidepressants can actually, the worry is, is that antidepressants can actually cause a manic phase just because we're increasing that dopamine and norepinephrine. So mood stabilizers, Stahl kind of says that the FDA doesn't even believe in mood stabilizers. They're all just kind of other drugs that we use to control manic. Bipolar disorder in women. Um, again, you want to never use valproic acid, valproic acid. Um, during pregnancy, most anticonvulsant mood stabilizers in lithium are associated with risk for various, various fetal toxicities. Um, and it could be mitigated by the co-administration of folate, but you have to kind of weigh that out with your patient and if they're on um, birth control. During postpartum periods and during breastfeeding. So including the decision whether to continue or discontinue mood, dis yeah, these are things you're going to have to weigh your things for. Um, generally speaking, breastfeeding while taking lithium is not recommended, whereas breastfeeding while taking valproate, lamotogrine, carbamazepine, and, and, or atypical antipsychotics can be cautiously considered while carefully monitoring the infant and, if necessary, getting infant drug, drug levels. So just a quick review um, of chapter eight in fourth edition of Stahl on mood stabilizers. Thanks for listening.